Aloha Penn Nation. You are now tuned into yet another edition of BJPenn.com Radio. Episode 66 to be exact. Episode 2 on YouTube Live. And as always, I'm your host, Jay Kinch. We have another kick-ass show lined up for you folks. Couple of great guests, couple of awesome conversations, a ton of news to get to as well, and so much more. BJPenn.com Radio, we are live each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. Well, you're saying to yourself, Kinch, this is Thursday and it's 9 p.m. Well, the past two weeks we've aired on Thursday. This week we're airing at 9 p.m. on Thursday. One thing is for sure, though, we're going to continue to bring you guys an awesome show every single week. No questions asked. Uh, However, you know, learning the new system trying to get things in order, and uh, getting some guests for this week, we pushed it back a day. No big deal. Unlike our old our old system, uh, you know, I, I had to schedule things and stick to that schedule. This is YouTube Live, baby. We can go live whenever we want. So, very excited, of course. Second episode on YouTube Live, episode 66 of the podcast. We are the fighter's voice, the voice of you guys, the fans. What we're all about on this show is giving these athletes a platform to speak their hearts and minds without any bias. Whatever is on their chest, whatever they want to say, put it out there into the world. We give them that platform. And we're also the voice of you guys, the fans. None of this would be possible without you. So we greatly appreciate that as well. Keep it up, Penn Nation. We love you guys. Tonight's lineup is a great one. Two awesome guests. Tops of their divisions. respect uh, Respective divisions. Good conversations, as always, with, with both of these gentlemen. But before we get into that, you guys know it. I tell you every single week, your home for MMA news is BJPenn.com. Bookmark us, BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. All the latest and greatest of the sport that you love, whether it be the hot topics, the breaking news, the viral videos, the exclusive content that you crave, Everything that you want, all in one place. We've got the technique videos dropping every week on continuous play on most of the pages with the video player. You can you can watch some some technique videos and breakdowns from some of the best in the business, most reputable names within combat sports. BJPen.com. We are the largest independently owned and operated MMA news site out there today. All of you guys make that possible. We're very thank, thankful for it. So please keep it up. You guys know what's up. Make sure you bookmark us, like I said. Stay up to date. Set up text alerts. Set up notifications. When news drops, you'll get it first before everybody else. The show was brought to you guys by BJPen.com, by BJPen, by Penn Nation. We're all in this together, folks. So let's ride this wave, my friends. Tonight's guest list. Kicking things off, the number seven ranked lightweight in the UFC. Coming off of a a failed attempt at at the UFC title. However, nonetheless, I have no doubt that he will be be back in action. Clawing his way back to that title shot. Probably be within the next year or so. Very marketable guy, very funny guy, very personable guy. Of course, I'm talking about the Motown phenom himself, Kevin Lee. Following the fight with Ferguson, obviously some things are up in the air with him. Doesn't have an opponent just yet. The tragic, tragic death that shocked the MMA community of his coach, longtime coach and friend Robert Follis. 
uh, he, he's got some things working out right now. Whether it be, you know, when he's coming back, when he's going to fight, just changed management companies. And he's looking around at different camps for different looks. Still still stationed at Extreme Couture. That's still his, his home turf. Bought a house in Vegas. However, he's looking to get different looks from different camps, as I said. Uh, and we'll talk plenty about that with him here shortly. We'll get the scoop on what's next for him, who he's eyeing for an opponent, when he'll be back, what the plans are for 2018. Does he think he'll get the title shot in 2018 again? All that and much more. Of course, we'll reminisce on Robert Follis as well. And uh, great conversation with, with Kevin. First time having him on the show. Can't say enough about the guy. Uh, very personable. I had a lot of fun with this conversation, and I think you guys will as well. Closing out tonight's show. Number one ranked UFC welterweight. We've had him on the show before. Great guy. Great competitor. Well-spoken, mild-mannered. Really is a baby face in this sport. Of course, I'm talking about Wonder Boy himself, Stephen Thompson. He's coming off the win over Jorge Masvidal back in uh, November, UFC 217. Wants that third fight with Tyron Woodley. Obviously, the MMA community and Dana White, the promotion, uh, people are pretty reluctant to, to, to say that they want that to happen at this point. However, get some wins under your belt, impressive performances. It will become deniable, undeniable at some point for Wonderboy uh, to get that third crack of the title. Also, the possibility of Woodley losing the belt, that bodes well for, for Wonderboy um, for sure. So again, coming off the win over Masvidal, futures uncertain for him. Had an injury to his hand, looking to get that rehabbed and get back in action soon. We'll get the timetable on him coming back to action. He's got a target on his back. Plenty of guys calling him out. No lack of uh, of, of opposition for him at this point. We'll get his thoughts on the potential matchups, what's going on uh, in the life of Wonder Boy, and we'll talk about uh, some Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Super, rather. Great conversation with him. Uh, again consummate professional both of these guys are honestly uh great interviews i know you guys will enjoy them those will both be coming up in just a bit on the fighter's voice bjpen.com radio first up we're gonna have kevin lee closing out tonight's show uh with steven wonderboy thompson so let's jump into some news first off big scare last week with the false emergency alert glad everybody in hawaii is safe I know that uh, here on the local radio, uh, one of the gentlemen in the service uh, from Rhode Island uh, that's stationed in Hawaii had apparently called his family, said his goodbyes. His poor daughter was asking if uh, if it was going to hurt when they died. I mean, really sad, scary stuff. Sounds like there was 38 minutes of absolute chaos in Hawaii, but nonetheless, glad everybody is safe. Just so happened that this also took place in Japan as well just a few days later. So a lot to think of there. I'm not sure whether that was a hacker situation or what exactly went on there. I, I won't get into politics at all on this show. Uh, but Max Holloway put out a pretty funny image of him hitting the missile with the flying knee. Said something to the effect of Hawaii, I got you or I got this. I, I found that pretty comical making uh, you know, making light of uh, what could have been a catastrophically awful situation. Glad it wasn't. 
And uh, Max clearly had some fun with that. Of course, big winners from over the weekend. Jeremy Stevens finishes Duho Choi in the second round. Further makes his case for a title eliminator or a title shot. I really think he's only one or two big wins away uh, from that title, in my opinion. Jessica Rose Clark gets the nod by the judges over Paige Van Zandt. Paige, very tough to stay in there after breaking her arm in the first round. Uh, You can see the uh, x-rays on bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Of course, Dana White giving her a ton of props as well as uh, she, you know, Dana sees a ton of potential for her uh, in regards to making them some money. So Jessica Rose Clark can't take anything away from her, did what she had to do, went in there, got the big win over Paige Van Zandt. Uh, but again, hats off to Paige for, for how tough she was to stick it out uh, through those remaining rounds. Kamara Usman has his way with Emil Mech, proceeds to call out Kobe Covington. Dana White, unimpressed with everything about Kamaru, apparently, or his performance there. I won't get into that, but of course, you can read up on it on bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Darren Elkins submits Michael Johnson in the second round. Johnson loses his featherweight debut, and Elkins continues to show why he is one tough son of a bitch. Gotta give him a ton of props. Uh, The stuff he's been able to accomplish so far, he is also on his way to a title shot. Quite frankly, they should probably do Jeremy Stevens uh, versus uh, Darren Elkins for a title eliminator at this point, maybe after Frankie Edgar. Who knows how that's going to play out, but, man, both of those guys really surging at this point in time. Uriah Hall was forced to pull out of the fight with Vitor Belfort. Paige Van Zandt said it was the scariest thing she had ever seen. Hall was near death. He he recounts the situation. Uh, you can read up on all of that, of course, at bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. We've got it in depth there. But it sounds like Uriah was not in a good way. Uh, so completely understandable as to why he pulled out. Dana White was a little harsh on him, but I think now that we hear the full story, I mean, what are you going to do? The kid was going to die. So, yeah, pull out of the fight, man. However, Vitor Belfort left without left without an opponent. He's now campaigning for the fight with Michael Bisping uh, in March in London. Bisping and Vitor's retirement fight would be quite the song, swan song for both guys, I suppose. However, Bisping has no interest at this point. Obviously, uh, Vitor was on TRT back then and uh, a lot of controversy there that I won't get into. Uh, but moving on, fight announcements. So, great card over the weekend in St. Louis, of course. But fight announcements. Khabib and Tony Ferguson. Khabib Nurmagomedov, Tony Ferguson, both being targeted for UFC 223 in Brooklyn. We're hearing that Conor McGregor is going to be stripped of the belt this weekend at UFC 220 in Boston, which I will hopefully uh, be in attendance for. Also on the card, they've announced that uh, Rose Namajunas and Ioanni Andrzejczyk, uh, that rematch is being targeted for Brook, uh, for Brooklyn on April 7th as well, UFC 223. Uh, UFC is also apparently targeting Amanda Nunes versus uh, Chris Cyborg for May sometime uh, for a pay-per-view there. Sticking with the women for a moment. Oh, I'm lying. I'm sorry. Another fight announcement. Dustin Poirier versus Justin Caichi. Uh, that is allegedly in the works for March 3rd in Vegas, or I'm sorry, March in Vegas or UFC two at UFC 222 or possibly UFC 223. I keep saying March 3rd, but I, the, one of those is the London card. I know the London card is March something. Forgive me on that. Uh, but to stick with the women here for a moment, Cynthia Calvillo 
Fails your drug test for marijuana metabolites, cannabis metabolites. Let's get it right here, folks. For the love of God, can we stop this now, please? I mean, honestly, there needs to be some advocacy for these guys and gals. Enough is enough with, with, with failing people over cannabis. Seriously, we're in 2018 now. Let's get it together, people. Speaking of failed tests, Yoel Romero, he's suing the supplement company that sold him tainted products. We'll see how far that goes, but if he has his case, this could be unprecedented for the MMA community. Uh, we've heard a lot of guys and gals use that excuse, tainted supplements. Uh, if he goes through with this and, and, and you know gets some kind of a good settlement, you might see might see more of that to follow with other athletes. And since we're on failed tests... John Jones has apparently passed the polygraph test about his failed drug test, claiming that he is innocent, he did not cheat, he did not take any banned substances willingly or knowingly. (laughs) As you and I know, guys, a polygraph test, those can be cheated. They're not particularly accurate. And DC had a pretty uh, hilarious reply uh, and just saying pretty much two words, Ted Bundy. (laughs) So obviously we know where he stands on that. Of course, this weekend coming up, we've got UFC 220 in Boston. Stipe Miocic taking on Francis Ngannou to defend the heavyweight title. We'll determine who the baddest man on the planet is yet again. And the light heavyweight strap is on on the line as well as uh, Daniel Cormier takes on Volkan Ozdemir. A lot of other great fights on that card. Tons of mass boys. Uh, you know, Massachusetts guys, Boston guys. I'm very much looking forward to it. Being a Rhode Islander, I plan to to make the commute on up to the TD Garden and watch some killer fights. That's this weekend. And also this weekend, let's not forget, lest we not forget, folks, Bellator 192. Huge card there. Of course, Rampage Jackson, Chael Sonnen, opening fight of the heavyweight Grand Prix. Very cool stuff. And Douglas Lima versus Roy McDonald for their welterweight championship. I'm going to be on Twitter having to, to check in. Maybe I can get a live stream going in the TD Garden while I watch UFC. How cool would that, how cool would that be? I mean, huh? Honestly, lots of fights this weekend, a lot to pay attention to. So uh, for all the breaking news from this week, all the stuff I didn't cover, there was plenty of it. You guys know where to go. BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. Like I said, bookmark us, follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+, set up notifications, stay up to date. Everything that you crave from the sports you love in mixed martial arts, BJPenn.com, we have got you covered. So on that note, folks, let's get things started. I have rambled enough for this evening. Episode 66 of BJPenn.com Radio, first guest of the evening, the Motown phenom himself, Kevin Lee. Let's kick things off right. As we did last week for 2018, let's kick the show off right tonight with Kevin Lee. This is the Fighter's Voice, BJPenn.com Radio. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Coming up next, the Motown phenom, Kevin Lee. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome to the show number seven ranked lightweight in the UFC, the Motown, Motown phenom himself, Kevin Lee. Kevin, what's going on, man? How's your day going? What's happening, brother? Uh, it's been a busy one so far. Uh, it's been a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm over in Los Angeles right now, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm getting to, to, to shake and feel with the, the who's who of Hollywood. That's for sure. 
<laughs> I'm sure you fit right in, my man. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. You know, I'm trying to learn. The more, the more I get to do things like this, the more experience I get at it, the better I get at it. I think right now it's about uh, longevity and it's about being well-rounded. So that, that's what I'm trying to do, and that's what I'm trying to bring to MMA too. I, I think I'm trying to bring it up to the next level. Uh, you know, got a lot of big things on on horizon right now. I I just signed a deal with uh, CAA, the sport, a new sports agency. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So tell us a little bit about the project that you've got going on out there. I mean, you, you mentioned Hollywood and, and trying to broaden your horizons. You've certainly been very good at marketing yourself. Uh, what, what, what's this project, and, and what do you have in the works? You know, I think that's what they see, too. Uh, you know, CAA, they, they represent, like, the who's who and, like, everybody. Uh, from anybody you can think of in sports, entertainment, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to... to to get a little to bring MMA up there too, you know, to bring it to the next level and uh, really just to, to to show my life outside of fighting, you know, to, to give people a little bit of uh, more insight into my personality and, you know, who I am and, and all that. So I, I think I got right now, it's just about building the right team behind me. And uh, I think I got that with CAA for sure. Absolutely, man. As I mentioned, you know, your marketability and, and it's very cool of you to say that you want to bring the sport up with you as well. I think you make a great ambassador for MMA. Uh, that is without question. So how's your new year been so far, man? Aside from the projects you got going on, I'd imagine you've been uh, staying pretty busy in the gym when you can. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been busy. You know, a lot is, uh, is going to be changing uh, soon. You know, I'm, I'm actually heading over right now to work with Faraz Abi. Uh, I want to kind of get a different feel and get, get different eyeballs to look at my game. I'm trying to change up a lot of stuff. So next time y'all see me and ne- next time I fight, uh, the fans are really going to be able to see something different. You know what I mean? Uh, I really want to bring a lot to the game in, in this year, and, and I got big uh, big dreams ahead of me. So, uh, you know, the new year, been it's been straight. It ain't been, you know, it's been busy, but that's how it always is. I, I like it busy more than anything. <laughs> right. Got to stay busy, man, especially in this day and age. So you mentioned for uh, Faraz Sahabi you're going to go to TriStar. Uh, yes. When, when, did, when did that get uh, settled? And you must be very excited to work with – what many consider one of the masterminds of MMA. Just just last night, uh, I had dinner with him last night, and he was even breaking down my game from the first minute that I met him. You know, that was like the second the second piece of the conversation that he had for me. What all I did wrong in the fight, and how to fix it, and, and it's just good to have new eyeballs, and uh, you know, especially with somebody like that. Like he 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 knows the fight game. I try my best to surround myself with like these world champions and, and people are trained world champions. So I, I think, uh, I think something will come of it. I don't know yet. You know, we going to see, uh, when I'll be out there, when, you know, exactly how we going to set it up. If I'm, if I'm be working there, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like testing out the field right now. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So you're obviously trying to, to look out there. Who's going to be the best fit for you. What team is going to be the best fit for you to, to elevate your game at this point? Yeah. I mean, right now I'm still based in Vegas. You know, I just, uh, I just bought a house there. Uh, you know, my whole life is all set up there. So right for right now, it, it, it's still going to be Vegas. I'm still going to be working over at the, the UFC PI, uh, still over at Robert Drysdale, still at, still at Extreme Couture. But I'm trying to, like, supplement it while I'm outside of camp. You know, outside of camp is where I'm able to, to, to learn and, and kind of correct the things in my game. So I think that's the most important thing right now. You know, I'm looking at the long term. You know, some of these dudes is calling me out to, to try and fight in March and all that. And it's, it's like I'm, I'm looking for the big numbers. You know, I'm looking for, for, for much bigger than that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm sitting on the game. I'm kind of correcting a lot of stuff and uh, changing up my team and whatnot. 
Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Now, you mentioned, uh, you know, guys calling you out. Obviously, there's a lot to discuss with you, a lot of stuff I wanted to get to, but you had said that you wanted to break some news. You had some breaking news. Well, what is that? Yeah, no, that, that's what it was. It was, uh, it was. it was my deal with CAA. Okay. You know, they're, 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 uh, they're the direct competitors with WME, who owns the, the UFC. Uh, but, you know, I feel like it's just going to bring the, the – you know, they've got George St. Pierre, they've got TJ Dillashaw, they've got Yair Rodriguez, uh, a couple of MMA fighters already, but I, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a new start with me. Well, that's very cool, man. Like you said, uh, another way to, to lift up the game with you, become that ambassador that you're talking about. And uh, the better representation that all these athletes have, the more professionalism involved in the sport, that that only helps everybody out at the end of the day. But you mentioned direct competitor with uh, WME. Is there any conflict of interest there that you think of? <laughs> No, not. I mean, it might be, but not really. You know, when when I sit across from Dana, I'm I'm still gonna tell him, look, I'm still the same motherfucker that showed up and you know has fought four times in a year, was taking short notice fights when when nobody wanted to fight uh, Trinaldo, I took that fight when nobody wanted to fight uh, Magomed, I took that one. You know, nobody wanted to fight Tony, I took that too. You know, it, it, it ain't gonna be no different. It's just now I just got a professional team behind me. And uh, even it might be a little, but we all still got the same common goal in mind. Look, it's going to be a win, win, win situation. Uh, the bigger that I get, the bigger the MMA gets, the bigger that uh, the UFC gets. So uh, it's going to be a win, win all around the board. Yeah, it goes hand in hand without a doubt, man. Uh, so I guess let's let's start with uh, the, the loss to Ferguson. Obviously, it's back in October, many months removed now. You talked about it with Faraz Sahabi. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, recap the fight. What do you think went wrong? And, and, uh, what kind of changes would you like to make moving forward to ensure that something like that doesn't happen again? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, uh, it's all a learning experience. That's it. I, I said, it like, I think experience trumps all in MMA, uh, because it's so, it's so many different things in the game and there's so many different, uh, uh, ways to fight that haven't even been seen yet, you know? So the more, I get in there with somebody like Ferguson who who does a lot of weird things. You know, he just he's he's super awkward. Uh, you know, he, he he's hard to time. He can take a hell of a punch. It. I realized the mistakes that I made, uh, especially in the preparation and getting getting warmed up and getting ready for the fight. I walked in the arena. I was ready to fight. Like I was too too pumped up. Too. Uh, that was one of the first things for us said to me too. He was on a little too much energy. Uh, right out the gate, but that's just you know it's youth, and I'm I'm gonna learn from it. So I think it's I think it's honestly just gonna be better for me in the long run, and I'm gonna look back on it. I'm gonna look back on that fight, and I'm gonna say that was the best thing that ever happened to me because uh, my last loss before that was was a damn show. I, I showed that I can come back, bounce back from that loss, uh, get right back on track, and and be even better. And I think from this one, I'm I'm gonna definitely be ten times better. Yeah, I think that one of the things that the MMA fans in particular have have been, you know, for lack of a better word, real douchebags about is the fact that somebody goes in there, somebody wins, somebody loses, and the loser can always come back and learn from that experience as you're talking about. And and, and it's good to, uh, you know, you have to take those in stride as they come and continue to work forward. Um, But nonetheless... Yeah, I mean, that's... That's the name. Of, that's the name of the game. You know, it's, it, there's never been a fighter in history. Uh, I don't care who it is, even if it's Floyd and he's 50 and 0 and all this. Like he's got a lot of losses in, in the amateurs. You know, there's never been a fighter in history to, to go without a loss. Uh, the losses are where you really like get that experience and where you really learn from. You know, you you, you hear especially in MMA where there's so many different ways to win a fight. There's so many different ways to lose a fight. 
the more you get in there, you bound to we going up against the best in the world. So you bound to take a little lump. You know, you gonna you know take it, learn from it, get better, and that's it. That's all you can do, man. So you mentioned uh, what Faraz had, had said there. Kind of sounds like you had a bit of an adrenaline dump, like not 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 maybe so much in the fight, but even walking to the cage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was a lot of that. I, I definitely was on. I was on ten for way too long. Like if you watched the fight, I was I was just on on ten for too long, even before the fight began. So uh, you know, that's just one of the things that I now that I I, I know that and I I felt it already. I'll be able to, to make those adjustments and understand when to turn it on and when to turn it off. Uh, I think it was, you know, the kind of weight cut and everything had had my adrenaline already pumping. Uh, so, you know, you, I, I'll learn how to manage it even better. And the good thing is I'm still really young in the sport. I'll still be around for another 10 years, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, you talk about longevity. One of the things that uh, a lot of the veterans in the sport have always talked about is uh, managing – your energy output and knowing when to go hard, when to pull back. So all very veteran stuff that you're talking about already here. But, you know, speaking of Ferguson, I wanted to get your thoughts on the announcement that uh, he will fight Khabib Nurmagomedov in Brooklyn at UFC 223. Yeah, I see that. Uh, you know, I, look, I think that was the right fight to make. I think that was uh, the right decision to be made. I don't know if they've announced that they're going to strip Connor, Connor yet. Uh, you know, there's some reports that it's going to be this weekend, but look, it, I think that's the better, the best decision to be made right now. Ferguson, he, he's the undisputed champ. Even if you want to say he's in him, whatever it is, he, he's the champ. Uh, Khabib's number one contender, and and Connor sitting on the outside of that. So I don't know. I like that fight. It, I think that fight's a, a a lot more interesting than than, uh, than people give give it credit for. I don't know. I, I think I think. Tony will be better all around and be able to kind of wear down on, on, on Khabib. And then uh, and then he'll go out there and he'll, he'll beat the hell out of Connor. And then I'm going to squeeze my way up in there one way or another, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. But, you know, as you talked about there, as far as uh, matchups go stylistically, uh, it's not getting enough credit for how big of a fight it actually is. I mean, if you look yeah. at these guys and what they've accomplished, their skill sets – Man, I mean, it has fireworks written all over it, and could, and could arguably the, be the biggest fight in lightweight history aside from Connor. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I, I think, especially when you look at the skill wise, you look at the records, you look at all everything else along with it. Like, yeah, it's a big fight. I mean, uh, it's the rifle. It's the rifle fight to be happening right now. I think if I would have beat Tony for sure, it would already been me and Connor on the table. But Connor's gonna want to avoid either one of those dudes. He don't want to fight Tony. He don't want to fight Khabib. So, you know, he's he going to try to see who, who eggs, uh, edges himself out. And, uh, you know, then, then at the end, I'll, I'll squeeze in there, see where I fit in. And where I look, you, you know, your boy, your boy going to get in there where I fit in. <laughs> you got to get it where you can, my man, absolutely. But, you know, you make a great point there. A lot of people have said that, that Connor's being wise and sitting out and allowing these two killers to kind of pick each other off and then, you know, maybe coming in after the fact. But if you get stripped of the title, I mean – at the end of the day, I think it's all coming down to, to, to money and, and him uh, playing hardball in the negotiations. Uh, but you do make a great point there that he's probably sitting back to allow all these killers in the division to kind of pick each other off before he slides in to, to try to defend that title or uh, regain it, if you will. I don't know if he really is coming out and he was trying to do that. Uh, I think he's going to be pissed, especially when they, when they strip him of the title. 
Uh, I mean, you kind of seen it even when when Max won the the featherweight title. He was a little pissed then. You know, he kind of trying to downplay Max, and you know, you can just tell it like bothered him. And I think this is going to bother him even more. It's going to be another factor going into the fight. He's going to be the challenger this time, and I don't think he's uh, I don't think he's he's thought of himself that that way in a minute. So I don't know if he did it on purpose. If he's trying to sit out, I think he's just trying to avoid the fight one way or the other. And uh, the UFC just playing hardball and, and being the smart promoter that they are. So um, we'll see. It's, it, it's going to be interesting. I, that's why I've been sitting back trying to see how this whole thing shakes out and uh, get in where I, where I do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So moving on to you, man. You know, you've had Justin Gaethje call you out. Uh, Edson Barboza has, has shown some interest in a fight with you. Uh, what's I know you've responded to Gaethje, but give us your thoughts on the possibility of that fight. Do you, is it something you would take, something you'd be interested in? And give us your thoughts on his crazy style that is definitely not good for longevity in the sport. <laughs> yeah, you know, right now, like I said, I'm sitting on it. Uh, I'm, I'm getting a lot of different looks, changing up a lot of stuff. Um, we'll, we'll see where it's going. We'll, we'll see where it's going. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of looking at those three. Those are the big three. Ferguson right now is the one that I'm really gunning for, and I, I, I realize that, you know, it's a couple wins away from that, but uh, we we going to see, we gonna, I'm going to pick the right opponent. If it's Gaethje, uh, sure, yeah, I'll take the Gaethje, hell yeah, I'll take the Gaethje fight, but Gaethje is, you know, he, he, he likes to take a lot of damage, so uh, I don't know, we're, we're going to see how the whole thing kind of shake up. Right now, I'm going to sit on it, give it some time, uh, maybe sit until like May, May, June, uh, I don't know. We 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 gonna see. I'm, I'm changing up a lot. When I come back, uh, folks are gonna see a brand new me, and I, I think it's really gonna shock a lot of people. I think I shocked a lot of people with with the fight with Tony, uh, and I'm gonna definitely shock a lot more with this one. So you, you're saying May June? Is there a reason that you're deciding to stay out this long? Is it just to build yourself up and get those different looks in the gym that you're talking about? Yeah, and it's to get everything else kind of squared away in my life first. Uh, you know, I've taken four fights in the last in, in the year span, so it's it's a lot that goes on in a year. You know, every time I take one of these fights, every time I'm in training camp, I kind of put everything else on pause. And you know, when you're in training camp, you're not really learning that much. You know, I'm just mostly staying in shape and and uh, and, and worrying about the weight and, and and making the fight happen. Now it's about time for me to to get in the gym and just learn. You know, get back to 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 get my ass whooped and get tapped out and 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 kind of learning uh, uh, from everybody. So that's mostly where I'm focused at right now. If if a fight comes up and it and it makes perfect sense, then then that's what's gonna happen. But for now, I'm I'm, I'm traveling, I'm 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 training, and uh, that that's kind of where my focus at. Now, in regards to Barboza, obviously you said that you're interested in the fight with Gaethje. Uh, Barboza would be one of those guys as well. What'd you think of his fight with Khabib? He definitely showed how tough he is. And give us your thoughts on a style matchup against him. Yeah, Barboza. Hey, I, I think Barboza is the number one I, I, I might be gunning for. Uh, he, he called me out a couple weeks ago. I'm trying to do these boys a favor, you know. Barboza took a lot of damage in that fight. He might want to sit back and uh, let his brain heal up before he get in there, and, and I will be this again. I'm looking at, at the longevity. For the man, you know he's got a wife and kids. I'm, I'm, I'm looking out for their health. So, uh, I like the Barboza fight. You know, Barboza breaks easily. I got the perfect style to go up against it. We, we gonna see how that shake up too. We'll see where he at. You know, once his, uh, once his face heals up a little bit more, then we'll, we'll, I'll have my people call his people. All that. <laughs> now, uh, 
you know, you, you've, you've been compared to McGregor a lot in, in your marketability, as we talked about, and you're looking to expand those horizons. Uh, how much of it is going to be a numbers thing for you when this next flight comes around? I mean, are you going to be negotiating for a potential bigger payday? I mean, is your contract uh, pretty settled in your opinion? Is it, is it money that you're happy with? Oh, I mean, yeah, look, your boy, I ain't going to do bad. I'm, 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 I already got it, uh, you know, I signed a deal right before uh, the Tony fight. We'll, we'll see. I don't I don't know, especially with me signing uh, with a new agency. We, we, we gonna, I'm going to see how the, the whole contract situation shake out. I'm more excited for things I'm going to be doing outside the outside the cage. You know, I'm uh, I'm talking about starting up a podcast, uh, call it Motown Podcast, uh, with me and my younger brother. That That's kind of the first thing on, on, on the docket. But there's going to be a lot of big things outside the cage that I'm that I'm focusing on uh, that is really going to bring in the big bucks. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That, that's pretty cool, man. going to start your own podcast, obviously MMA-related or just kind of everything. <laughs> Yeah, it'll it'll start off MMA related, and then we'll kind of like branch off into everything. But uh, I'm excited for it. I don't know. I think uh, I think I can get the folks a lot, uh, especially between me and my brother. You know, we have some good banter back and forth, uh, and and give a little give people more insight into my personality and, and everything that make up. I, I try to be as well rounded as possible, so I feel like I can do a little bit of it all. I'm gonna try. For sure, man. You know, you talk about it there, and and it seems like we're in the when the age of the podcast where. Uh, it's those long format conversations that are that are that are really doing big things for guys and in, in regards to fans connecting with them. Uh, so I, I would agree with you 100 percent there. Uh, but you talk about other other options outside of the cage. Uh, are you looking to maybe to get into acting a bit, or have, have you tried your tried your chops there at all? No, not yet. That's what I was just. I you know I met a lot of agents this morning. That's what I was kind of talking to him about uh something like that like auditions acting and all that like the more i do it like the better i get at it um it's definitely something i got an interest in but right now I, I, it's hard to like you know you can't put too much energy into to too many different areas you know right now I'm, uh, like i'm gonna be a fucking world champion like that's that's where my real focus is so if anything comes along and you know these auditions or you know if there's a spot for me to fill in for like a reality show whatever it is like I'll do it, but really it ain't it ain't my my big focus right now. Uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna whoop some ass. I'm looking at all these boys in, in the top ten. I, I think I could take out each one of them. So right now I'm looking at the big three, and and that's really where I'm gonna focus. Of course, of course, become the champion. That is uh that is definitely the 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 number one on the on the list for you as far as accomplishments. But listen, I wanted to change gears here for a moment. I I know the loss of uh, the iconic coach Robert Follis was very yeah. hard for you uh, to, to deal with. And if you don't feel comfortable to, to talk about it, I totally understand. But I was just wondering if you could talk to talk to us a little a little bit about the impact he's had on your life and your career as a martial artist. Yeah, uh, you know, me and Rob, we were together since I, since I came to Vegas. Really, he was the reason why I moved to Vegas. Uh, when, I, when I went there and when I went to Extreme Couture and I met him and just – the way he talks and you know, it's, it's not too many coaches or people in general that really get me. I feel like he was one of the very, very, very few that did like right off the bat. And when he talked, I just listened. And you know, we had 11 fights together. He was only not in my corner for one of them. And that was the only fight that I lost in that, in that span. And I remember sitting in the back room, uh, after my fight with Leonardo Santos and, uh, I had Robert Drysdale in my corner instead. And I remember looking around like, nah, damn, I should have had Fallis. 
you know, Faldus was the, was the one that really got me as an athlete and really got, like, the certain, like, cues and, and just the, the way to talk. Uh, I think he brought a lot more to the mental side of the game than than technique or the physical side or whatever it is or making sure I'm in shape, but it's just the mental side of it. He, and I don't really think anybody can replace it, you know. Uh, if I do, it'll probably just irritate the fuck out of me. So I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm Like I said, right now I'm trying to, like, change up a little bit of everything. I'm broken up over it still. Yeah. It's, 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 you know, it's, it, it takes a lot to get, you know, when I, when I heard about it, my brother had just fought. As soon as I flew back to Vegas, I, I went and sat down with his, with his girlfriend and his brother, and uh, they made me feel a little bit better about it, but, uh, you know, it's only so much I can do, you know what I mean? Absolutely. I totally understand, man. I know it's very tough stuff for you, for you to discuss, but, uh, you know, given how big of an impact he had on everybody in, in mixed martial arts, especially everybody he worked with and how highly everyone spoke of him, uh, it only lends itself to that fact that you say he's one of the very one of the only guys that knew how to speak to you, and uh, yeah. you know that mental game that you're talking about. A lot of guys don't get enough credit for for that mental coaching and being able to tell a fighter what they need to do and be effective at it to the point where that fighter goes out there and executes what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, and it's it's really not a lot of great ones in the game, you know that 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 can do that and really understand that. You know, you get a lot of these, you know, you get a lot of coaches that they have a lot of knowledge or they like the great fighters themselves, but they're not really great coaches. You know, like some some guys. Um, I, I, like I say, you, you have a few. You got, you know, the Greg Jacksons, the, the Faraza Hobby, the Matt Hume, uh, and Robert Fallis was up there with them. It's just, I don't really think either one, none of those guys in, in particular can be replaced by, by somebody else. They just each bring their own style to it. Uh, so, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be working with Faraz a little bit. So, I'm kind of curious to see, uh, you know, what, what his style is to it. Yeah, new look, and obviously nobody's going to replace Robert. But uh, you know, whatever you can do to 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 try to fill that void, I I, com- I completely agree with you, man. I'd imagine you know as hard as this loss has been, uh, you must be pretty motivated to go out there and make him proud moving forward with your career now. Yeah, I mean that's that's really where it boils down to. Uh, I, I hate, I really do. Like I, I I sit up at night sometimes and think about how I didn't get that gold belt for him while he was here. But uh, I know when I do. That, that it'll be for him, for sure. I mean, he, he, he's one of the big reasons why I'm at where I'm at. Uh, you know, I never really take any of my coaches or anything. For, like, I'm a very, very loyal dude. Uh, you know, I, I, stick with, I stick with who I stick with, and the people that got me there is who got me there. And once I win that gold belt, it's still going to be for, for Fallis, you know, regardless of who I'm working with or, or, or what I'm doing. You know, even for this last fight, I had uh, – my, my original trainer, Sean Desay, the guy who started my pro career, I had him in my corner, and he hadn't been in my corner for any of my UFC fights. But because it was a world title fight, I'm like, oh, man, I got to have gotta have the first guy in, in my corner. So even though it's, it's you know, it's, it's terrible, I can't do that for Fallis, but at least I can get that belt, raise it up, and then think of him. Absolutely, in his memory for sure, man. So... Uh, title fight looming, definitely, definitely in your crosshairs moving forward. How close do you think you are to a title fight? One or two big wins, or one big win? What do you think's realistic? So look, this this, this is the timeline I got for it. You know, you got Khabib and Tony fighting in April. I I think Tony's probably gonna win that one. Uh, comes back, fights Connor, maybe July. Uh, you know, and then gonna whoop his ass, and then two wins, 
in that time frame, and I get Connor at the end of this year. That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. So uh, I'm I'm already going to be looking to build that fight. I think that's the that that's going to be the 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 perfect fight for me. We'll see. We'll see how this whole thing shake up. We'll see how Tony and Khabib do. You know, if Khabib wins, they'll probably fight in Russia in September. Uh, but then your boy just going to squeeze in there one way or another. I'm, I'm looking at that big three. Right now, it's about taking the smart bites uh, and then getting right back up there. I think, I'm like you said, two two wins at most away. I think people already know that that I've got the skill. I've got the talent. I've got the, 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 the drive to be that world champion. And now that people know me even more, that I get recognized a lot more these days. Uh, it's only going to drive it up for me. Now you've, you've we've talked a lot of, a lot about your marketability and you know aside from the title you're mentioning Connor there I'd imagine you'd be really excited to 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 get into that promotion across from him and be able to get in, involved in maybe some of that trash talk and and uh, marketing obviously something you're very good at but uh, would you be you you must be excited to test your skills in that department against a guy like Connor Oh yeah no I can't wait for that that's I think I think I'm as a fan of the sport too, I'm excited for that. You know, I, I think uh, that's gonna be entertaining as fuck. It's gonna even entertain me <laughs> while I'm in it. Uh, you know, Connor, Connor can go. He can go back and forth. We gonna we gonna have some good ones. Uh, look, I'm gonna get my shit ready right now. But the good thing is working with somebody like CAA. You know, I have the money. I have the power behind me. I have the the connections and Hollywood and whatever I need. Uh, to go ahead and get this done. So look, we gonna we gonna make some big fights happen on the run. If, if it ain't Connor, then it's you know really the one I'm really gunning for is, is Tony again. I want that one back, but I realize I'm gonna have to go through a couple guys. And, and if Connor is one of those dudes, then you know so be it. He's just gonna be a stepping stone really to the real champ. So uh, if it, I'm happy to use Connor as a stepping stone for sure. Yeah, I was just gonna say, what a better way to do this? So, you know, maybe get the the Barbosa Gaethje fight. Fight Connor, get that huge payday, and then redeem your loss against Ferguson for the strap, and and finally become the champ. All of this within 2018. You have no doubt that you'll be the champ in 2018. I, I'll give it to you know I'm I'm I'm, look, I'm I'm realistic. You know the fools already know. Always know. I'm always honest. I'm always real about it. We'll we'll go 2019 because just just because one of these dudes, especially when you fight with Khabib, you know Khabib's in this mix. Khabib only want to fight once a year. You know, at most once a year, once every two years. So, I mean, if that man try to throw a wrench in the plans, then, then uh, I'm gonna have to push it back. But we gonna see. Look, to me, I'm gonna be a world champion, flat out, bottom line. Yeah, you you talk about it there. It seems like anybody <laughs> that anybody that signs that contract against Khabib is like. Is he going to show? Is he not going to show? Is there going to be the injury? A lot of uncertainty there, so I, I agree with you completely. But it's from this conversation, I kind of get the gist that you want to fight twice this year? Uh, Probably three times. I'm, I'm going to try and squeeze in three. You know, uh, looking look at about May, June, again at the end of the summer, you know, August, September, whatever it is, and then again at the end of the year, right before the holidays. Uh, I, You know, I mean, I'm, I'm, I try and stay as active as possible. Uh, you know, I take four fights, three, four fights a year, so. This year, this year ain't gonna be no different. I might get a little bit of a late start to it uh, instead of starting in March or February like I normally would. I'll, I'll start in May, but once I get that ball rolling, the ball's gonna be on the court. Okay. All right, listen, man, you've been more than generous with your time. It's been a great conversation. I'm certainly looking forward to an eventual fight announcement, all the future has in store for you in regards to uh, the new management, acting, the podcast you've got coming up, going to work with Farah Sahabi, all very exciting stuff. 
I guess in conclusion, man, uh, tell all the fans out there what can what we can expect in your next outing, and uh, what can everybody do to to get out there and support you. Oh, they already know. Follow your boy at at Motel Phenom, especially on Instagram, Twitter. I'm terrible with. You know, <laughs> I just never even check my stuff. I, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna have somebody running it for me now, so a little bit they can uh, they can keep me up to date on more stuff. But on Instagram, it's always me. So. Uh, follow your boy and uh, you know stay tuned there's going to be some big shit on the horizon I'm telling you I'm trying to take him to the next level well I have no doubt man certainly looking forward to it again great conversation it was an absolute pleasure to speak with you uh, before we let you go any shout outs you'd like to get in oh uh, not yet no ain't nobody paying me no money for him so <laughs> <laughs> look your boy look, I try to stay all right, man. Listen, greatly appreciate the time. Hopefully we got to catch up again soon when a fight get, gets announced. Uh, have fun traveling. And enjoy the time in Canada when you get there eventually. And uh, you have a great evening, man. My, my man. Thanks, brother. All right, brother. Have a good night. Anytime. Later. All right, there you have it, Penn Nation. Another great conversation on BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. As I was saying before, Kevin Lee, consummate professional, just like Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, who will be our next guest. Uh, but very cool stuff there from him. He's talking about his marketability, uh, the the horizons that, that, that he's broadening as we speak, uh, looking to expand into potentially acting or something else you hear. He's going to he's gonna uh, uh, be working on a podcast. That's very cool stuff. Um, funny guy, entertaining guy, well-spoken, great conversation with him. I look forward to the next one, as you heard me talk about there. Uh, but it looks like, as we know, Justin Gaethje and Dustin Poirier, that they're being booked, uh, reportedly at the moment. So it sounds like Edson Barboza makes the most sense, uh, for Kevin Lee at this point. Hopefully that fight gets made. Kevin can come back, uh, as you heard, he was targeting uh, a few months from now, uh, very cool stuff with Faraz Sahabi as well. Going to go work at TriStar. Kevin's got a ton of potential. He's still very young in his career. And we all know that what a mastermind Faraz Sahabi is over there at TriStar. So it would be a great look for him to go there. And as you heard us discuss, uh, very sad, very sad with the passing of Robert Follis. And it is now Kevin's goal to win that belt in memory of Robert and uh, all that his original mentor in this game, or one of his most important mentors, rather, in this game, um, you know, to pay that back in honor of Robert Fallis. Again, that shocked the MMA community. It was very sad stuff. Uh, the guy certainly will be missed, and he touched a lot of lives in mixed martial arts, Kevin being one of them. Uh, so, you know, you could kind of hear it in his voice. It was difficult to talk about. But nonetheless... That's the game for him, man. He's going to try to be the champ, dedicate that belt to Robert Fallis. That's his goal. Got a lot of stuff on the horizon with the with the new management company. Very much looking forward to what the future has in store for him. And man, oh man, would the promotional stuff between him and Conor McGregor be incredible. Let's make that happen, folks. But let's keep it rolling. Waste no more time. We'll get into our final guest of the evening. Number one ranked UFC welterweight, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Had a great conversation with him, just as we did with Kevin Lee. Again, both. I think the name of the name of tonight, the name of the game tonight, is 
professional. That's what both of these gentlemen are. And I greatly appreciate both their time. And uh, yeah, man. Cool convo with Wonder Boy. We'll get into everything from what's next for him, how he's healing up, what fights make the most sense, who he's targeting, will he fight for the title in 2018. You're going to hear all that and much more. Plus, we're going to talk about Dragon Ball Super and also the size of his head in the EA UFC video game, the new one that's that's coming out soon. Apparently, I have I have yet to check up on this, but apparently Steven's, Steven Thompson's head is a little large for this. Uh, <laughs> so all that and much more coming up here in just a second. BJPenn.com Radio, the fighter's voice. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. Coming up next, Steven Wonderboy Thompson. All right, Penn Nation, please welcome back to the show the number one ranked welterweight in the UFC currently. Of course, I'm talking about Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. What's going on, Wonderboy? How has your 2018 been so far? Hey, man, it's going great, man. A great 2018 so far. Uh, just got back from New York, uh, back in Greenville, South Carolina, man. Just uh, back on the grind, baby. Well, I know that you're always active in the gym and, of course, coaching uh, coaching children. That's something you're very passionate about. A lot of guys talk about how coaching keeps them grounded as an athlete. I'd imagine that's the same for you. Oh, definitely, man. I mean, teacher credit classes during the day. I do that, you know, seven days a week. Um, literally, uh, you know, it keeps me focused, keeps me, keeps me grounded, uh, especially during training camp, you know, when, you know, I could be at home uh, just kind of, you know, worrying about the fight, it kind of gives me a time to relax a little bit, kind of, uh, you know, put my mind somewhere else, put it at ease a little bit, and I didn't become the fighter I am if it wasn't for uh, teaching, you know, when you're teaching it, you have to understand the technique a little bit, a little bit more, and it's just made me the fighter I am today. So what's going on in the world of Wonder Boy? What is the good word? Uh, do you have a timetable for a return to action? Everybody's uh, pretty eager to know uh, when you'll be back. Well, so right now, I'm, I'm, I'm on physical therapy with my right thumb. I ended up messing both my thumbs up to fight with Mazadov. Uh, the left one is actually feeling pretty good. I tore a ligament in my right one, and the doctor wanted to put a pin in it. And I'm like, nah, man, if they put a pin in it, I won't be able to make a fist. I won't be able to close my fist. So it's something I'll, I'll probably do like after my fight career, but uh, hopefully the physical therapy will, uh, will, will help it out. It, it does feel a lot better. So we're looking at late March, early April, the plan. Don't know who yet. I know the UFC or the fans really uh, want to see me face off against um, Darren Tittle. But uh, you never know, man. You got some really good prospects coming up. Uh, and I got my eye on every one of them. Obviously, much to discuss in regards to people calling you out and potential matchups. Uh, but following the fight with Robbie Lawler, I noticed that you had, uh, well, it's actually been well documented, that you have called out Rafael Dos Anjos. Of course, he declined, said he wanted to wait for Tyron Woodley. Uh, was that the kind of answer you were expecting, or did you expect him to potentially take that fight with you? Um, yeah, I, I kind of did, man. You know, I think Dana White kind of uh, jumped a little bit, gave, gave the, the winner of that fight the next title shot. So he was given that. I, I kind of knew he was going to wait, but hey, you know, why not give it a shot? <laughs> you know, he may, he may feel, uh, uh, you know, feel good and be like, yeah, man, I'll take that shot, but you know, I wanted to go out there and face off against him to really solidify that number one that number one spot. Because me and Robbie Lawler have been going back and forth for that number one spot. And um, I had a feeling if Robbie had won that fight, he 
who jumped up to number one as well. But um, I still got that ranking number one. You know, for me to fight for that title shot, I had to, I had to face the number one contender, which was Roy McDonald. Uh, but you know what? It's all good, man. I mean, whoever I fight next, it's, uh, I'm going to be ready for him, no matter who it is. Well, I could definitely see the strategic move in, in asking Dos Anjos for the fight. Uh, obviously, that would be another big achievement for you moving forward to, to get that third crack at the title against Woodley. Uh, am I mistaken in there, or, or, or was that the motivation, or did you just like the matchup stylistically? Um, yeah, man, that's, that's always my motivation, man. Uh, my goal is to, you know, to fight for the honor of the to get that, that belt. I'm not giving up on it yet. A good win over RDA would, would really solidify that next shot. I know people are saying, hey, you know, we don't want to see Steven and Tyron 3 based off that last fight that we had. But everybody seems to forget, you know, we had probably fight of the year of 2017 at UFC 205 uh, last year. I mean, it was, it, was, uh, it was a barn burner, man. Um, you know, they, they forget about that one real quick. But, um, you know, you got your good fights, you got, you got bad fights, and that just wasn't a good fight for me. I don't think for, for both of us, me and Tyron, uh, that, that second fight. Yeah, you know, unfortunately, the MMA community uh, has a short memory, and it's very unfair to you guys that, that we always judge you on your last performance rather than your achievements uh, altogether. But listen, you did very well against Masvidal. Uh, you got back in the win column there. However, you know, Dana White has, has said it's going to be very difficult for you to, to justify them giving you that third shot. At what point do you think this is going to become undeniable that they need to give you another shot at Tyron Woodley uh, for that welterweight strap? You know, what i got to do, i just got to stay focused on my goals. Whoever they put in front of me, i just got to defeat them, you know, like I've been doing. Uh, just keep on trucking, man. Just keep on pushing forward. And uh, with a few wins, man, you never know, man. You know, they'll, they have to get it to me. So... I'm just staying positive, working hard like, you know, like normal. I'm 34-year-old. I actually will be 35 in February, but I, I consider myself a young 35-year-old, so i got plenty of time, man. And um, just just stay on the grind, and whoever they put in front of me, I'm going to defeat them. It almost they seems... Have to get it to me. Go ahead. Oh, I said, I'll, just, I'll have to defeat them, and, and then they'll have to give, it, give me that next that shot again. Right. Well, it seems at this point that almost the best possible case scenario for you would, would be for Tyron to lose that title. I mean, at this point, uh, Tyron losing the bell, that, that would probably be the best opportunity you would have to get another crack at the strap, right? Yeah, man. I mean, I, mean, I, I really am, but it would put me up there fast with that next title shot if he loses it. If Hardy goes out there uh, and ends up beating him, that, that will give me uh, an easier chance, you know, to fight for that title again. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm still itching the best to get back out there and do it again with Tyron. You know, whoever has that belt, that's the guy I'm going to face. That's the guy I'm focused on. So, since Tyron's got it, man, it's it. And until he loses it, man, he's going to be my focus as well. Um, and whoever stands in my way. Now, Tyron has expressed a lot of interest in, in, in fighting uh, GSP. Uh, that seems to be the fight that he's campaigning for at this point. Do you think that that fight's a real likelihood? Does Tyron deserve deserve the fight with GSP? Is GSP willing to take that fight? W what do you think is going to happen there? Do you think that fight is a real likelihood? Yeah, to be honest with you, I don't even think that's going to happen. I'm not really sure where George is headed at, what, you, what he wants to do. He doesn't seem to, uh, you know, he's been very quiet about it, I think. I haven't seen anything where George has said, yeah, man, I'm ready to fight again. Um... Last thing I heard about George is he had some in, like uh, intestinal problems or um, disease yeah, or something. Yeah, unfortunately, the, the, the name of it is escaping me. I want to say Listeria, but I know that's not right. Um, 
Yeah, Brock had diverticulitis. I don't think it is that, but but I know that it is some kind of serious uh, intestinal issue. Unfortunately, I'm I'm drawing a blank on exactly what it is. Um, yeah, it's supposed to be pretty dangerous. So that's that's the last I heard. So um, you know, is Tyler going to wait for that? Is, I mean, is it just kind of up in the air? He's going to have to face somebody here pretty soon. I know he came off with uh, shoulder surgery, so I'm really not sure where or how um, you know. Where he's at with that and how serious the surgery was. So, I mean, if he's out for a while, then they may have to face, uh, you know, have somebody fight RDA until then. So, hey, I'm, I'm down to do that <laughs> uh, if that's the case. But I don't know, man. Tyron's kind of acting like it's not a big deal and he'll be back in there pretty soon. So, yeah, I do know I that- see him fighting George? I don't know. Well, again, that's the fight he's campaigning for, and uh, he sh- he's showing a lot of interest in it. He was talking about it nonstop uh, on the Joe Rogan podcast. It uh, looks like he was aiming for, for July or August w- for a fight with GSP. Uh, so whether that's a likelihood or not, with the possibility of GSP coming back to welterweight fighting for the title, you know, given your history with him, uh, would you be open to, to fighting GSP should the, should the title be on the line? Uh, would you take that opportunity if it was presented? Well, you know, that's the thing. Like, he's a very good friend of mine. I really, I, I don't want that to happen. But he understands that that's my goal is to get is to, uh, get that belt. You know what I mean? Um, if if that does come down to it, you know, I, I would I would actually make that, kind of put that in his arena if he would like to or not because he would be the champion if he beats Tyron. Um, you know, I would kind of put that in, in, in his arena and say, hey, you know, UFC, make UFC go to him and say, hey, you know, does this fight seem right or whatever? Because before I fought Tyron, you know, we talked and he's like, man, you know, I'm coming back. I have no interest in fighting you and stuff like that, you know, as, as a friend. And, um, you know, because he was my inspiration to switch from kickboxing to MMA, uh, was George. He's the one that, that kind of pushed me to do the MMA thing. So he was my inspiration to do that. And I don't know, it just it doesn't feel right for me to go out there and face off against somebody that important to me and, and, and uh but you never know man well, you, that's just something we'll have to see in the future yeah, and where so- everything lies I know what you mean. You'd be very reluctant to take that fight. However, should the title be on the line, the circumstances be right, both parties be willing to to to, to throw down in there, uh it's it sounds like you would kind of be obligated to take the fight at that point. Exactly. Right, right. Okay, well obviously you're ranked number one. You've got a target on your back. Everybody's gunning for you. A lot of guys calling you out. Uh, we talked about uh, Colby Covington, Darren Till there briefly. Uh, you'd mentioned Darren Till. Uh, but, you know, aside from Rafael Dos Anjos, if he's not willing to take that fight and wait for – and he wants to wait for uh, Tyron Woodley, does anybody else make sense to you at this point? Is there any other matchups that you think uh, would be a lot of fun for you stylistically? Man, stylistically, oh, man, there's a lot of guys. You know, um, most of my – MMA career, I've fought wrestlers, you know, um, and it's just a lot of fun to step out there with a good striker, just like, you know, like Masvidal, that was a, that was a very fun fight to prepare for, um, if, if, you know, if things turn out right with my thumb, uh, it would be cool to face off against somebody like Darren Till, who's just, who's a great Muay Thai stylist, very good striker, but then again, you know, I'm used to fighting wrestlers, so, um, you know, any one of those guys, I mean, Usman, uh, Colby Covington, um, who's ranked, who's ranked number four right now? Do you know? I think, uh, Desanyos is ranked number two, and 
there you go. It's Colby Covington. I'm not really sure who's rating number four right now. Might be it might Ryan, be Robbie. Right? It might be Robbie, but he's out for a while. ACL tear, right? Yeah, man, that leg is jacked. That was tough to watch. Oh, man. Now, yeah, I can tell in the third round, like, his, his ACL's gone. Right. And he can barely stand up. On. I don't know if you watched that fight or not, but I felt bad, man. Yeah, man, and what a tough son of a bitch to, to fight through that. Oh, I know. I know it. But, uh, yeah, so, man, yeah, it, I think any one of those guys would be excited. It would be fun to, fun, to, fun, to, fun to fight. Well, it sounds to me like you think Till is the guy at this point. Uh, he has gone so far as to claim that, that he is the superior striker to you. What would your response be to that? You know, um, the only way to find out is to step out there in the octagon. I mean, you can talk all day, but when it comes down to it, there's a lot of guys that I faced off. Mazidal said the exact same thing. I mean, my, uh, forget Mazidal defeated Cerrone in the first round, too. Um, uh, I know Darren Till did, but I don't even know the first three guys that he fought. The only, the only guy I know that he's fought is Donald Cerrone, um, the name-wise. You know, he ended up defeating him in the first round. But, yeah, it doesn't matter, man. You can talk all the trash you want. But when it really comes down to it about being the better striker, the only way to find out is, is to step in that octagon with one another and, and, and duke it out. So. Well, clearly everything is still up in the air at this point. No opponent. Uh, nothing finalized in that regard. Obviously still recovering from the hand injury. Uh, but aside from that, is is there any venue or particular date or card? You know, you're talking about um, April, May, uh, some somewhere around that time. Is there any particular card or venue that that you've got your eyes set on that you'd like to be a part of? You know, I, I I'm not really sure. Um, I don't think they have anything up for March or April right now. Uh, there, I think there's there's maybe a few in early March, but late March, early April. Uh, I don't think they have anything set really for those dates for for that for that month yet. So, you know, um, nah, I, I'm not sure, man. I'm not sure. Right. Bigger the cards, the better, bro. I, I love fighting on those big cards. I lo- it really pushes me to go out there. Or if it's not, being a main event on one of the Fox uh, cards really pushes me to really put on a show, um, you know, when, I, when I'm headlining an event. So, yeah, man, it, it doesn't matter, dude. Uh, any, anytime in April. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, I think they're they're looking at April for uh, UFC Brooklyn, which would be uh, Khabib versus Tony for the uh, for the title fight there. Uh, you know, given your history in New York, I'm I'm sure you'd have no problem uh, fighting in New York City again. Oh, heck no, man! I love fighting in New York. Um, you know, I think you know, and a lot of the fans know that New York is kind of like my home away from home. Spending a lot of time there with um with Chris Weidman, you know. Um, hopefully, he's better. Uh, I know. I understand he had some hand surgery, thumb surgery, um, that didn't go very well, so he's doing some stuff, so hopefully he heals up and we'll be back, we can fight on the same card again, so I think that would be awesome. Yeah, you know, I actually wanted to ask you about that, uh, you know, given that, that Chris is your brother-in-law and everything, and that you guys are so close, uh, what do you think of his recovery, how is he doing, and uh, do you think that maybe, it, it, it sounds like you guys could be potentially on the same timeline for a return, does that sound accurate? Yeah, that's, that's the plan, hopefully. Is uh, that's what's going on? He had surgery on his thumb. I uh, heard it wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a good surgery. I heard, uh, you know, that he's still having some problems with it. He may have to go under again. Not really sure. I think he's doing physical therapy to try and keep from that, to keep that from happening. So um, um, I was actually getting ready to call him or Facetime him a minute ago to see how he was doing. But 
I think he's doing great. He's spending that quality time with family. Uh, I think he, I know he's still training, you know, being smart with it, with his training. Um, um, but uh, hopefully we'll see him back out here pretty soon, man. That's, that's the plan. Absolutely. Uh, did you guys get to spend any time together for the holidays? No, we didn't, which kind of sucks, man, because, uh, you know, I love spending time with him and, and his family. Um, uh, we uh, were actually, during Christmas time, we were in uh, Wyoming, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, doing some snowboarding and snowmobiling, which is a lot of fun. He was in New York City having a vacation with his family, but we stay, t- we stay in touch on a regular basis, so... Well, Wonderboy, you've been more than generous with your time. We greatly appreciate it. Just a couple more questions here for you. Uh, Completely off topic, but one of our guys on the team really wanted me to ask you about this. What has been your reaction to Dragon Ball Super so far? Oh, my gosh. Are you kidding me? I am. Okay, first off, I'm a uh, a nerd when it comes to anime. Uh, (laughs) Dragon Ball Super, I've always been a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z going up. They were like, my inspiration to train as hard as I could. I wanted to be just like, you know, freaking Goku or Trunks, you know, but I'm crushing it right now. So I'm waiting on the next episode to come out. Uh, their power level is like, you know, these guys are like one of those overly powered uh, characters of all time, or the Dragon Ball Z characters, and they just keep getting stronger, just keep getting more powerful. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'm loving it right now. I'm loving it. <laughs> I'm sure you've been asked this a lot, man, but uh, who is your favorite character, and who do you think you like in yourself most to? Man, everybody, you know, is going to say Goku. I, I love Goku. Goku is the main character, but I've always been a Trunks fan. I like his look. I like his, his his whole demeanor. His style of fighting is just sick, man. But I like Trunks, but when it comes to fighting, I think Piccolo is, is, is like the most intelligent fighter out of all of them. He's like, he's like a genius when it comes to fighting. He's not as powerful, but some way he always ends up winning his fight, even though he's fighting a more powerful opponent, because he's like a, a genius when it comes to fighting. Yeah, I got to agree with you, man. Trunks has always been my favorite as well. Uh, but, you know, speaking of characters, I saw your tweet the other day about uh, your head being too big in the in the EA UFC game, the new release. What's going on with that? I don't know. Like, uh, a buddy of mine had sent me that picture. I'm like, is that even me? Like, I, like my head is ginormous. It makes my body look, like, you know, twice as small as my head, you know? And people are like, people are like, dude, if your head was really that big, you would have never gotten out of that guillotine from Tyron. I'm like, dang straight, right? So I, I thought it was funny. It's super cool. EA Sports is, is, is really cool, man. And to be a part of that, to be a part of, to be in a video game, because I love the fact that people love to play me on the video game. Uh, Chris Wyman does, man. He he like he likes to play me uh, on that UFC two. But the three, I don't think it's out yet. But um, I have, I think me and Connor have the highest striking level right now. Um, in the game, but I just thought it was funny the way I looked. From a fat glance, I literally look like Jake Ellenberger, I think. <laughs> yeah, I got a kick out of that when I was reading your tweets earlier. I didn't get a chance to check out the, the image or, or see what it actually looks like, but you know, a lot of guys have been complaining about the rating system. Uh, you know, Conor McGregor and, and Gilbert Burns both have the same grappling rating. What do you think's going on there? Exactly, and and his uh, stamina is like ninety five. I'm like, isn't he known to not have good stamina or something? You know what I mean? <laughs> like when he fought Nick Diaz and all these other guys, gassed out. I mean, even in his boxing match with Floyd Mayweather, his his stamina is like ninety five, and I think mine's like ninety one. Um, I think we have the same striking level too, but 
freaking Conor McGregor. He's probably like, hey, do this and do that. They're like, okay, we'll put you to that. You know what right. I mean? Right, right. Pulling strings in the EA offices. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, they definitely got to go back and you know make it a little bit more accurate than that. For sure. And they got sure. and they got to fix my neck and my head. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right wonder boy listen we greatly appreciate the time as always it's always a pleasure to speak with you uh hopefully we get to catch up again soon uh when a fight gets announced in the near future uh but in conclusion uh what can all the wonder boy fans out there expect from you in 2018 and do you have any doubt that that you'll be fighting for the title uh, within this next year oh you got it man you know that's my goal that will always be my goal uh to go and win that title, bring it back to my hometown of Simpsonville. So I'll be back in the Octagon real soon. Just look out, baby. All right, man. Well, we're definitely looking forward to it. Greatly appreciate it, as always, as I said. Uh, I guess before we let you go, any shout-outs you'd like to get in? First off, I, I, I want to thank you for having me on the show, man. Always a pleasure hanging out with you and talking with you. But if you guys want to follow me on, on social media, um, Instagram and Twitter is Wonderboy MMA, and Facebook is Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Other than that, man, I'm, I'm ready to rock. All right, cool, man. Looking forward to the next time we get the chat. Uh, I know you're going to have a grand old time uh, coaching those kids here in just a little bit. You have a wonderful evening, and uh, I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Thanks, my friend. You have a good one. All right, Penn Nation, there you have it. Wonderboy Thompson, great guy, great conversation. I look forward to having him on again soon once the fight gets announced. Uh, you heard it there. Rafael Dos Anjos, probably not going to happen. That's a fight he would love. He'll take on Darren Till. Take on, excuse me, take on all challenges at this point. But the goal is to get back to the title, whether it be Tyrone Woodley, GSP, Rafael Dos Anjos, whoever it is, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson intends to be a champion, hopefully in 2018. As we talked about there, it would make a lot more sense. Uh, where it would be much more in his favor if Woodley was to lose the belt. Then he gets that title shot uh, pretty much without questions asked, in my opinion. I mean, he gets another big win. How are you going to deny the guy? Maybe another couple big fights. Who knows? But he's going to do what it takes to get back there. And uh, I have no doubt that not only is he capable, but he'll probably do it, man. I mean, look at how he fights. He's untouchable in there. Uh, dominant with his skills and you know Darren Till talking about how uh, he is the far superior striker I'd really like to see uh, if that is the case of course Darren Till with with an incredible kickboxing background in Muay Thai however uh, you know you guys have heard Joe Rogan talk about it Stephen Wonderboy Thompson does really move like a snake so uh, very exciting stuff great episode bjpen.com to all of Penn Nation very much so love you guys greatly appreciate the time as I had said earlier in the broadcast, make sure you bookmark us, bjpen.com forward slash MMA news. Follow us on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google+. Set up notifications and alerts. Find, the, find out the news as it's coming out before everybody else sees it. Breaking news, hot topics, viral videos, exclusive content weekly technique videos, everything that you crave from the sport of mixed martial arts that you love all in one spot. BJPenn.com radio, BJPenn.com forward slash MMA news. I'm sorry, BJPenn.com radio. 
I say BJPenn.com a lot, don't I? Well, that is the namesake, isn't it, folks? So on that note, I'll quit rambling. It's been a great episode, episode 66. Uh, Looking forward to it next week. We'll have another kick-ass show with more great guests as we do each and every week. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm your host, Jay Kinch. This is the Fighter's Voice, the voice of you guys, the fans as well. Catch us next Wednesday, maybe Thursday. Who knows? We'll play it by ear. Make sure you guys tune into the fights this weekend. And big shout-out, mahalo to the whole team. Everybody on the squad at BJPenn.com. Signing off for yet another evening. This is Jay Kinch. Peace out, everybody.